Hey guys, uh, on the road a little bit this week, so I don't have a great place to record any of this stuff. But um, just wanted to put one kind of uh, one idea before you when you're looking to understand scripture. Um, the so the the biblical authors, including Jesus, uh, would have used lots of natural things to demonstrate spiritual things. And um, the idea being that God gave us all these natural things, elements, and just the, the things that we know of that we can you know, look, see, touch, smell, hear, and, and that they were meant to teach us attributes of spiritual things. And that the, they wouldn't necessarily, like it, it wouldn't reduce the spiritual thing to the limitations of the natural thing, but it, the natural thing would tell us indicate to us how to understand an idea of the spiritual thing. Um, so with that in mind, uh, Jesus speaks of the days, the day coming to an end, and in that day, and, and it's not just Jesus, this is common language amongst the Hebrew people, um, in that day, in that coming day, that day to come, the terrible day, the great day, there's, there's a lot of language around day, and for us it would be um, probably closer in our language to era, in that era, the end of an era, the beginning of a new era, um, in I, in our ideas, but the, the reason that they like to use natural things to represent bigger ideas. And so when you consider a day, uh, this is a really important, I believe a really important attribute of a day that helps you to understand some biblical ideas. One being that when a day begins, for those of you who get up super early in the morning, um, long before the sun actually comes up where you can see it and mark the new day, light enters into the darkness. And long before you can actually see that sun, you can really see what's going on because the light has preceded the actual sun and it is beginning to illuminate the darkness. Vice versa, um, at the end of a day, as the thing that's producing light, the sun is going down long after it has gone over the horizon and darkness is creeping in there is still light left behind to see um, that's a really important idea when you think of era uh, what they call days or our eras because um, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago about this we're kind of sometimes we get stuck between the old covenant and the new covenant in our hearts and our ideas and our thinking um, and even well within the, the existence of the temple um, Jesus being the new temple, we being the new temple with him in our hearts. Like there's these overlaps in all of the days. Anytime you see the eras in their, their days or eras changing, you'll see this overlap, like the sun coming up. Um, there's all, there's a new light that's entering into a darkness, but the sun's not there yet. And the same thing with the old eras days closing, there's a, re a residual light that's left behind. Um, and so when you think of, Old covenants phasing out and new covenants coming in, or the new covenant coming in, or eras. Uh, don't forget that when you're reading, you're going to read overlaps, and and that overlap in in the in the idea of time is going to be much bigger than you think it should be. Um, and so, when we go to make sense of all these things, uh, just keep in mind that eras overlap each other every time, and that's what I believe is to one of the reasons they use days to signify eras. Uh, all right. Have fun with that.
as I was uh, listening to that recording, just to make sure it was uh, at least uh, okay to listen to, I looked up and saw that the moon is very visible as I'm speaking at nine o'clock in the morning. The sky is crystal clear. There's no clouds. It's the sun has lit it up quite well, and I can still see the moon. I'm sure you've all seen the moon in the middle of the day and experienced that. Um, these are fun ideas to play with. Um, the moon, I believe, always represents the church. Um, and because the moon isn't, doesn't produce its own light, the moon simply sees the sun and reflects the light back to the earth. That's always its job in symbolism. It, I think it always represents the church and our body of Christ and what we're meant to do on this earth. And on these moments, I like to be I'm reminded that in a perfect scenario, uh, when, when everything is really clear and everything in function and there's no distractions of clouds or no nothing clouding our vision, if you will, then we could see both the sun, the thing that produces the light, the, the, the source of life and energy, and the moon at the same time because they um, would be in perfect balance with the earth. It's a, you know getting you know, different ideas, a little less than typical biblical teaching, but it's just fun stuff to get into because the Bible, Hebrew authors, literature, teachings, all that stuff, it's, it's a, a little more, you know, all of life involved than, than our typical Western Christendom focus points. Um, so have fun with some of this stuff.